Good morning, everyone. For my homily today, it's, a, it's one of the most beautiful parables in the gospel, and I'm just going to go over it a little bit. And so you know, we're in the gospel of Matthew, and there are seven parables that Jesus gives in order, and today I'm going to go over the first parable. So this is called the parable of the sower. Okay, so just bear with me. So it's a, it, this is an important parable for us because it's going to help us to evaluate the rest of what we hear when we hear the word of God. So this week we have the sower who is sowing his seed, which is Jesus sowing the word of God. And next week we're going to have the parable of the weeds and the wheat, where the seed is a person. You're either the weeds or you are the wheat. So just to let us know a direction of where we're going for next week. So this week it's the parable of the sower. Okay, so Jesus is sowing his wheat. So he gets, so Jesus, he gets out of the house, he goes onto the boat, and he preaches on the water. And why does he do this? The water is able to carry Jesus' voice to thousands of people, right? So the water actually helps Jesus to preach so that thousands of people can actually hear his word much easy, very easily. And so Jesus is preaching. He gives us this parable. And he gives it to a people who, they're, they're known for farming, agriculture work, just like our, maybe our grandparents in Iraq. A lot of them, what do they do? They worked in the farm, right? And so this relates to them. Maybe today we can't relate to it in this way exactly, but we can, it's a story that can stay in our minds so that we can try to follow Jesus, what he's saying. And so there are, what I want to focus on, so there's four types of soil, Okay. And this is a good, so we read this gospel every year, and it's a good gospel to like self-check what's going on in your life right now. Because we could be a different kind of soil in our life at different points. So there's four soil. The first soil is Jesus, the sower, or whoever's preaching the gospel, we can say myself today. We, we are different soil in this church. And so when we hear the gospel... Jesus' seed is being spread in our hearts. So the first place Jesus throws the seed is on the type of soil which is the path, which you can say it's like the cement, the road. He just throws it anywhere and everywhere. He's very generous. He throws it. The second soil is the rocky ground. The third is the soil that's thrown around thorns. And then the fourth is the good soil that bears fruit. So I'm going to go over that a little bit. So the first soil. What kind of person is it in our life, at times in our life, when we are like that hardened soil where it's just the path, the seed doesn't even really even go in, we hear the word of God, and and it says the birds come and they take that word, which represents the devil, he takes it out of our hearts right away. Okay, kids, you listening over here? Yeah, good, you're listening, very good. Okay, so let's say one example, what good example can I give for that? It could be very simple. Maybe when I hear Jesus preach about certain sins, like forgive your neighbors, forgive your enemies, turn the cheek when someone slaps you, you could be like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. I like holding grudges. Okay, the word comes, the devil comes, he takes it out of our heart right away, and we're not ready to listen or accept that word. We just, we put up a block, right? We can say the other Soil is the one on rocky ground. You're happy when you hear about Jesus. You're happy to hear about his teaching. 
But then it says when tribulation, maybe something tragic happens. Maybe you're being persecuted for your faith. Like people in Iraq, it says when persecutions come, you know, we ourselves, the church is being persecuted today more than it has been before. But in some countries, it's really being persecuted. So for example, people in, when ISIS came to Iraq, what happened? People lost their homes. And some people could say, you know what, I'm never going to lose my faith, right? But some people can say, I lost my house, I was a good person, I went to church, I prayed the rosary, why did I lose my home and all my wealth and everything that I have? And then, and then you go away. You say, you know what, I don't want to believe anymore. And so you lose your faith and you walk away. Jesus calls that the rocky soil. In that moment, you are the rocky soil that his seed is falling on. And then the big one for us today, I'm going to say maybe more for people who come to church on Sundays, is God's word being thrown at us and we grow and we have a lot of thorns in our life choking us from fully producing the fruit in my life that Jesus wants to produce. Jesus says it's the pursuit of riches, the the worldly cares, anxieties that choke the word. And one example for that one would be very simple. Imagine I have a business and years have gone by. I came to America. It's been great. God's been blessing me so much. But years and years and years have gone by. I don't ever go to church anymore, right? So the cares of my family, which is not a bad thing, and the care for providing for my family, which is not a bad thing, but it's replaced God to the point where I no longer receive the Eucharist anymore, I no longer follow what God is saying me in his word, these cares have become greater than God. Very simple. To choke us, it could be as simple as, I'm not making the time for God, for him that he deserves, and so the word, even though I love Jesus, the thorns in my life are choking me and it's proving unfruitful, right? And so I have to say to myself, what can it be? Okay, so for families, what can it be? It could be our phone. It could be as simple as um, check your screen time. You know you can check your screen time on your phone. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know this until a little while ago. You can check your screen time. Check how many hours did I spend just looking at my screen, not praying. Just check. That could literally be a distraction, a thorn that prevents me from focusing on God, from praying. It could be not even necessarily bad things, but the cares of the world. Maybe I just got to college, right? Maybe some of you just got into your first year of college. You went away. You're going away for school. The temptation can be school is more important than the Eucharist because school is important. It is important. It's not a bad thing. But then it's like, eh, Sunday Mass. I'm going to study instead of going to church, right? It could be a thorn, and then months turn into years, that all of a sudden I just went to college for four years, and I did not worship God the way he wanted me. And so in our life, this could be, we have to look, I want all of us to look into this church and not just assume, even myself, I always have to look, what are the thorns in my life that I have that are choking me from producing the fruit, not that I think is good, but the fruit that Jesus wants to produce in my life. It could be a lot of you are married, right, with kids, right? What is your core fruit? Your children, 
The core fruit of marriage for most people is going to be, for most people, is going to be children. So you can say, what are the thorns choking me and my family and my kids from living, accepting the word, the seed, and growing? What is choking them? Is it bad friends? Who are your children's friends? Are they all doing drugs and think this is a fun time, we're just going to party and get high? Who are your friends? There's so many different ways to reflect on it. I want you to reflect on it for yourself. I'm not you. I'm not married. I don't got a bunch of kids running around my house. I don't know. But, but it's so important to think, what is the thorn in your life? You know, during First Holy Communion at St. George, I asked the kids, what do your parents waste your time? What do your parents waste their time with? Kids, what do you think your parents waste their time with? What do you think? Just don't, don't shout. What do you think? The number one answer, the kids raise their hand. They're like, Facebook. And all the kids start clapping on applause. They're like, yeah, mom spends all day on Facebook playing Candy Crush. Okay. Okay. So then I can say these simple little things, which we don't think. I'm not saying you can't go online. Okay. I'm not saying you can't use the internet. But I'm saying when we look and reflect, what if we just didn't pray all day? And this is a distraction from producing fruit in my life. It could be a serious one. You can't think these small things aren't big things. They add up. They really add up. I promise. They add up. You can be surprised how these things take the word of God away from us. And so, before I end my homily, I'm going to give you a few examples of the apostles. Okay. The apostles. You can't assume when Jesus called his apostles, they were different soil at different times. One example is Peter. Okay, bear with me. Peter. Jesus tells Peter that he's going to die on the cross. And then Peter says to him, oh no, you're not going to die on the cross. And then what does Jesus say to him? He says, get behind me, Satan. So here's an example. Jesus is giving him a seed. He's telling him, I'm going to die on the cross. And Peter doesn't understand it, like the path on the seed that's sown on the path. He doesn't understand the word. And Satan comes and takes the word from his heart and says, no, don't die on the cross. So Peter, in that moment, he's not accepting the words Jesus is saying. Jesus doesn't give up on him. He's still going to be the great St. Peter. But in that moment, he is acting like the seed that's sown on the path. Another example is, in John 6, Jesus has thousands of disciples, and he's preaching in the synagogue, and he starts revealing his plan about the Eucharist. He starts telling them, I am the bread that fell from heaven. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have eternal life. And then what did his disciples say? They said, this is a hard hearing. This is a hard word. Who can accept this? So Jesus is preaching to them this hard saying about the Eucharist, this you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Then what happens? They basically say, we can't accept this. And then they leave him. They leave, okay? That's an example of his word, which they couldn't handle at that moment anyways. Maybe they came back, some of them. But they left him. But then Peter and the apostles respond the right way. They say, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Where are we to go? And they accept it. And so this is the same thing. So we have to really examine for our own life what is it for us that we have. So I really want us to pray. It could be, like I said, wasting time, being lazy, 
being lazy. It could be, all I think about is my business. I got to grow my business. I got to buy another hotel. I got to, I need to provide for my family more and more and more and more and more. And it's never enough. And it's so deceitful. It consumes our life. And we don't bear fruit because all we're thinking is material possessions, which are not bad. Blessings from God are good. But when they consume us to the point where they take over our prayer, they took take over from spending time with our kids. We don't even know what our kids are even doing. We've lost sight from preparing the fruit of our children for heaven. So these are things to pray about. So I want you to start with this gospel today. Next week, we're going to continue. We're going to talk about the weeds and the wheat, but may Jesus truly bless everyone here and help us to see the, the, the seed, what kind of soil that we are, so that we may cut all the thorns from our life. Amen.